Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June 17. Greg Taylor, Stephanie Spangler. Um, I need a pool update. Is the water warm? It is 84 degrees. I was going to say you had some 90 degree days. I that must have helped. I talked to your wife uh, you? yesterday and yeah. said, come on over Well, that's swim. her stop. I'm not really a pool guy. Yeah. I'm kind of more of a go hike type of a guy. I'd rather lay on the rack. She loves the pool. So oh, we'll I'll have, have to check that out pretty soon. at some point. But um, yeah, great time uh, in summer. We're having these long days, mm-hmm. uh, not getting dark. Till... And it's so loud with the cicadas. I know. I now, mean, can those hurt trees or not? Do you know? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, somebody said to me the other day, I hope it doesn't hurt my tree. And I, I've never heard that there's so. doing I thought damage. they were actually healthy for Were like, they? Well, don't they burrow down into the ground? They aerate years. the soil. And is that what it is? I, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But it's an interesting time. Yeah. But hey, yesterday at Second Church, we spent the morning talking leadership right. and just looking at some of the characteristics of leaders and how that all plays out. But the reason we did that was to kind of launch in-house the Global Leadership Summit 2021. Mm-hmm. And Steph, you're really involved in the GLS. Mm-hmm. What is it about the GLS that you appreciate and that you think someone that's listening today, you know, they should consider being a part of GLS at Second Church? Yeah, I have to admit my first GLS, it was so much work. And I thought this is I cannot believe we were doing all of this work. I thought it was a kind of like a high class. You have to pay for it. Right. Um, I thought it was a bit, uh, I guess, clickish or whatever. You weren't but buying it. I wasn't buying it the yeah. first year. I did it because, yeah. you know, my boss asked us to. Right. But... I quickly bought into it when I saw the benefit of uh, the community coming together and how they formed Step Up, which is uh, a group that formed out of GLS um, of community leaders who are really trying hard to pool resources and uh, really communicate to one another what's going on in the community and as well as what has happened out at the Danville Corrections Center. So, I mean, I did not buy into it, but I quickly did buy into it. And I would recommend any, anyone, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, right? Uh, you know, come to this conference. It's such a great um, leadership conference, but the networking that happens, I think, yeah. is one of the uh, primary benefits. You know, we could go up to Chicago, Willow right. Creek. We could go up there and do it, but it's so big. You don't really get a chance to connect with people, but here in a more of a local setting, you really get to connect yeah. and partner with other people, other leaders in the community. And, you know, my first day as a member of the right. staff at Second Church two years, two years ago, ago right. was GLS, right. and yet that proved to be a great day for me because I met so many people from the community, some from churches, others Mm -hmm. not from churches, uh, that that have really, that's really helped me get off the ground running, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I think some people can probably think, oh, it's at a church, I don't want to go. Right, right. If you're you're not, uh, you know, if you're not involved in church or a person of faith, you think, I don't want to go to a church. It really doesn't feel too churchy. Um, But sometimes you have some uh, faith leaders who say, oh, I don't want to go to that church because it's not, you know, my church. Well, I would encourage you to not think that way and just 
just really embrace who is here and the fact yeah. that you can uh, you can learn from anybody. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great thing. You're going to hear commercials on direct line for the next couple of weeks just yeah. promoting it. Mm-hmm. But I'd just like to throw out, if you'd like more information, reach out to us, Stephanie at secondchurch.com, Greg at secondchurch.com. Uh, we'd love to see more and more people consider being a part of GLS. It's August 5 and 6 this year here at Second Church, and it's just a great time. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about some things that are happening in the world. Do you remember me sharing with you last October about the unfortunate Zoom exposure incident? Yeah, you weren't the only one talking about it. A lot of people were talking about (laughs) it. Jeffrey Tubin, who wrote for the New Yorker magazine and was a legal expert for CNN, Um, And to be fair, he thought the Zoom meeting was over. He thought his camera was off. I'm trying to be family friendly in how I tell this, but um, just use your imagination. It was not a good thing. And he was fired from the New Yorker, and he announced that he was taking time off at CNN. Well, last week, Mm -hmm. he was restored Mm -hmm. to CNN Mm -hmm. and was asked to kind of say, what was he thinking? And uh, here's what he had to say. (laughs) Nothing is really in my defense. This was deeply moronic and indefensible. It was wrong. It was stupid. And I'm trying to be a better person. And so here's my question. Should he get a second chance? What do you think? That's a tough... I I think everybody should get a second chance. But I think when you... There are some things you need to go take your second chance somewhere else, I think, maybe. I don't know. I mean... I wrestle with it because I preach all the time, Mm -hmm. God is a God of Mm -hmm. second chances. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in a couple weeks, we're going to look at Jonah. And Jonah, the prophet, you know, got a second chance and made the most of that second chance. But, um, man, I really push back on this. And I, I don't know if it's because maybe I align differently than he does politically. I hope that's not why. It just doesn't seem right to me. But um, I'm wrestling with it. Well, it just it. seems like the whole ethics of the whole, like, journalism right. has just... Right. The, they're not ethical, right. I don't think, in how they report. Many of them. Many right. of them. Not all. Right. They're not ethical in how they report. And it's become so political, everyone, you know, their own opinion. But this is something, it's out there. And once it's out there, you know, you can't. I don't know that I'll ever be able to look at him seriously (laughs) ever again. You know what I'm saying? But again, you know, we say Second Church is a grace place. We do. um, I I, I don't think he intentionally did it. I mean, I would do that. I don't know. Right. yeah. Yeah. And, and and things, I guess, you say that go on behind closed doors in the privacy of your own home, you know, that's your own business. But when you... Just make sure the camera's off on yeah. your laptop. Is that it? Is that and the message? And his coworkers. Yeah, I mean, right. how do you think his coworkers come to the office yeah. and look at him? I, I hear you. I hear you. I don't know. Maybe sometimes a fresh start might be better. Well, I'd love to know what you think. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you have an opinion on this, reach out to me, Greg at secondchurch.com. But um, it's pretty stunning. Yesterday, during my message, I shared what I believe is one of the great tragedies in the Bible, and that's the story of Judas Iscariot. Mm-hmm. You know? now, I heard you say, you said that it didn't have it to happen It didn't that have way. to be, and I've had some pushback on that. Because well, I'm thinking, well, somebody had to betray him. I well, mean, but, somebody... Right, because I, the Bible prophesied that the Bible was going to happen. Bible did prophesy that, but my point is, I believe God gives us free will, yeah. 
Yes. And I believe if Judas, you know, for those of you that don't know, Judas betrayed Jesus, mm -hmm. sold him out to, uh, you know, the Jewish leadership, and he was compensated with 30 pieces of silver, oh, yeah. which is a prophecy that goes back, I think, the prophet Zechariah, one of the, the book of the 12 prophesied of that. I believe that if at that moment he says, I messed up, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, will mm -hmm. you forgive me? Mm -hmm. He would have been forgiven. And but it would yeah. have been someone else then that would I, have done it? Uh, yes. I yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think God's yeah. plan, I believe in the sovereignty of God and that mm -hmm. it's going to happen, but I just think it's tragic. Here's a guy that gave three years of his life to follow Jesus and uh, did not end well whatsoever. But um, it is an interesting are thought. Are you comparing Jeffrey Tubin to I, You know, I am kind of connecting those dots, <laughs> and I, those are two very, very far apart dots. Mm -hmm. But um, it, did, it did make me think um, mm -hmm. about that instance in light of this. But anyway, I guess we wish Jeffrey Tubin well, I guess. What you if know? it had been a friend of yours? Well, Someone that you know and care about, and th would you feel I'm differently saying. about it? I would be it. fighting for a second yeah. chance. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. And I think... We have to remember, even if I disagree with someone politically, even if I think the perspective that they have politically is, you know, just wrong, just mm -hmm. across the board wrong, mm -hmm. uh, we believe all people are created in the image of God, you know, the Imago Dei. Well, and, and that's kind of one reason why it's a bit offensive. Right, right. Because God does not want us to behave that way. I would agree. So. I would agree. But Particularly again, on a Zoom call. But again, here's what I would say, and I won't speak for you, because I don't know if this is the case for you. There are things that I've been a part of in my life, in my 51 years, that I'm really glad the camera wasn't on. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, yeah. And I mean, I think probably most people yeah. listening, if you're being honest, we have those moments where we're thankful that the camera wasn't on, mm -hmm. and that's why grace is so powerful, in my opinion. Well, that's maybe why, he will have a chance to redeem yeah, himself. Yeah, and, and so, and you know, if you're listening, Jeffrey, we'd love to talk with you about this. <laughs> Give us a shout. Uh, you can be a guest on Direct Line next week. I don't think that's going to happen. But hey, we're going to take a break. Right. And when we come back, we've got a couple guys that are going to join us in the studio. Greg Scott and Jonathan Woods are with uh, Carl, mm -hmm. and they are working on an event that we're actually going to host next mm -hmm. week. Really excited about. And so we're going to hear from them next. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June 17. We'll be right back. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217 477 0025 Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC member SIPC Hi I'm Linda Darby and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park Since the 1960s our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families And I'm Ross Darby I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's gonna be great! 
This is Deanna Witzel from Rivermean County McDonald's. Our family and staff enjoy being a part of your family's lives. From a stop at McDonald's on your way to work or planning a lunch with friends or coworkers, we understand, understand that, that you need quick and friendly service with hot and fresh food. I'm Don Witzel, and we strive to fill that need every day. Whether, Whether you're, you're on your way, way home, home from school or work, your Vermillion County McDonald's is waiting to serve you an afternoon snack or a family dinner. This is Rob Witzel along with my sister Katie. We, we invite, invite you to, to stop, stop at your favorite Vermillion County McDonald's today. At McDonald's, we're a part of every community. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June 17. Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. And we are blessed right now to have with us in studio here at Second Church from Carl, Gregory Scott, and Jonathan Woods. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. And so let's just go ahead and begin. Greg, why don't you kind of start by telling us your story um, you know, what's life been like up to this point, and what are you doing now in your service at Carl? Well, thank you again for allowing us to be here today. And it's my 35th year in healthcare. And wow. Yeah, a lot of time has passed, and I don't know where that time uh, went. <laughs> I bet you've passed. seen a lot of changes in 35 I, years. I have. I have. It's been amazing. Um, and I'm a registered nurse. Um, I'm a faith community nurse. I'm a paramedic. Um, and I've worked in a lot of innovative, you know, settings in healthcare over those 35 years. Um, I've been blessed. Uh, this is my 13, collectively, 13 and a half years with Carl okay. as an organization. And I'm humbly uh, serving as the uh, manager of faith community health department at Carl now. Yeah. Good, very good. How about you, Jonathan? Tell us a little bit about your past. Well, I have uh, been in healthcare for 21 years, okay. and um, the majority of that at Carl, the majority of that at Carl with uh, leadership in pediatrics and, and NICU. I'm a nurse by background. I've been in community health for the last four plus years, but this is kind of surreal because as a kid, I ran these halls at yeah, Second Church. Yeah, at Second Church. <laughs> um, and, and, What's and, the connection again with Second Church? Uh, with my uncle, George Ross. <laughs> George uh, Ross. I yes. have heard that name. So, that's a that's a sacred name yeah. here at yeah, Second well, Church, let me tell uh, you. I still have the Bullfrogs and Butterflies song <laughs> in my head from attending VBS here as a kid. Oh, that's Very awesome, good. man. Very good. Has there? This isn't really a question on here, but has there been any year in your career as this past you know year to year and a half with COVID? Or is that totally new? Nothing. Just the craziness ever, with I mean, COVID. Have you ever had a year like that? No, okay. not in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's been definitely a learning experience. It's been something that uh, has been humbling um, as a healthcare provider as well. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So we want to talk today about community and, and especially the role that community can play in the space. The, the pastoral world, the pastoral community. And so, Gregor, why don't you start by talking about that? Why is that something you guys are passionate about, but Carl is passionate mm-hmm. about? Well, thank you again. And and there is, um, 
so much to benefit by collaboration, by mm-hmm. partnerships within the community. There's mm-hmm. at-risk, there's vulnerable populations, uh-huh. uh, there's underserved populations. And so it provides us an opportunity and real real opportunity to come together and partner together between uh, faith-based organizations, healthcare systems, community yeah. uh, organizations all working together. Mm-hmm. And so we've got an event that we're sponsoring um, six days from now on Wednesday, June 23rd. Either of you guys can jump in here. Um, we're hoping to get as many people as possible mm-hmm. from the pastoral community here in Vermilion County to come and be a part of that. What would you guys like to see happen? And what's really the message of this gathering on June 23rd? Okay. Yeah. So first, any faith leader, faith community nurse, is welcome. Okay. Like, uh, I so miss fellowship. Mm-hmm. And now that's been one of the hardest things with COVID. And so the opportunity for fellowship and the opportunity to raise awareness of faith community health and yeah. what we're trying to work on and building those relationships, mm-hmm. that's pretty critical to what we'd like to accomplish. But also listening to faith leaders about what are those needs? What are those gaps in in the community mm-hmm. yeah. that you've either been trying to, to meet or that you've noticed are, are a gap? And how can we as a health system partner with the faith community yeah. to bridge that? Mm-hmm. So, And I think that's part. something we, the reason we wanted you on this week is we've tried to invite people. I know we've missed people. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this, <laughs> you are invited. Show up. 10 a.m. Wednesday, June 23rd at Second Church. Do you need to re- register for this event well, or it, you just show up? I mean, you can just show okay. up. We have asked people, you know, RSVP if you can, but mm-hmm. I'm saying if you are part of the faith community, maybe you're a preacher, you're connected somehow. I've invited some people that are a part of parachurch ministries mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. because we want that. I think you use that word collaboration. I mean, mm-hmm. we all get better when we collaborate together. Mm-hmm. And so would you say that fits well with kind of the the big tent picture of Carl Hospital, like this idea of collaboration. And I say Carl Hospital. I mean, it's really more than a hospital. Is that right? I mean, it is. It's a, a large health system, but yeah. really we're trying to move healthcare outside the walls. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're wanting to work on health promotion, mm-hmm. on prevention, mm-hmm. on uh, doing those uh, activities that are early recognition and detection uh-huh. of chronic conditions. So people live the healthiest lives they can out in the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you think that one's spiritual life can impact their physical life or their emotional life or vice versa? What do you think about that? Yeah. So it, there is definite evidence that all in a whole person connects together. Mm -hmm. There's intertwined between spiritual life, physical life, and emotional life. Mm -hmm. And so by a person focusing on all three of those elements, by us as community partners Mm -hmm. wrapping around each individual and helping to identify issues in any one of those three elements, Mm -hmm. will help that person live the healthiest life they can. Well, that's why it's so important that we're inviting faith leaders, um, you know, people that are in the medical field. And I would think even counselors or, um, uh, you know, people that are involved in mental health, they would be uh, benefit from this, you think? 
Oh, by all means. Yeah. yeah. So most individuals don't recognize the association between that. Um, so it's it's an opportunity for all of us to come together. Jonathan mentioned earlier to identify those needs and gaps within yeah. the community mm-hmm. so that we can collaborate, so we can come up with sustainable and long-term solutions to help those individuals out in the community. And so I think that's something that we just want to reiterate. I'm going to throw this in there. If you have questions, reach mm-hmm. out to Stephanie or to me, mm-hmm. 217-442. I about gave my old church number. <laughs> oh, I'm no. getting old. 217-442-7306. We'd love to share more about this. But again, the event is Wednesday, June 23rd, 10 a.m. at Second Church. Absolutely all are welcome. So, Jonathan, I think you and I share an alma mater. Is that right? Yes, sir. Lincoln Christian University. Now, was it university when you were there? Or was it, it college? It was still LCC. Yeah, it and Terry college. Goodwin from our staff, you saw him coming in today. Yep. Got you got to any play good bass. Terry Goodwin stories for us? <laughs> well, maybe don't tell those, actually. I was going to say, he has access to this radio station more often than I do. So we played basketball together, yeah. uh, and it was just great. So who's your coach during that time? Randy Kirk? Yes, sir. And, of course, Randy Kirk was very connected here at Second Church yep. as a senior minister for several right. years. So right. and Jeff Mayfield was the, oh, the yeah. basketball coach when Jeff I was, was on last week basketball uh, camps during the summer. Oh, wow. What a small world. Well, that's great. <laughs> well, that's really good. So as you guys travel around and you try to connect with churches and church leaders and try to build these bridges, what are some of the biggest obstacles maybe mm. that are out there? What are some of the things that keep collaboration from happening? Mm. What are some of the things that we want to try to work to, to overcome, you know, in this partnership moving forward? Yeah. Um, so I think some of the things are just, it might be logistics. It, yeah. it, it mm-hmm. might simply be because of what the impact that COVID has had on mm-hmm. faith communities mm-hmm. and the idea of we need to hunker down and just keep with what we're doing to be able to look. But I also think that there's an opportunity um most faith communities don't see the outreach that they have right. as a health ministry. Mm. Mm-hmm. That food pantry is a health ministry. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why don't they see it more that way, do you think? I, I think it, it comes back to like what Greg said, is we, we tend to put these in silos of physical, okay. mental, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. spiritual. And mm-hmm. we do that saying we're caring for, for that spirit, but we don't realize that feeding someone helps them yeah. uh, and, and ties that all together. Yeah. Um, we are created as one. Yeah. And so I think that when we try to break that up, it gets really confusing and siloed. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really excited about where this is going to go and what it's going to look like. And again, the event is Wednesday, June 23rd, 10 a.m. here at Second Church. Greg Scott, Jonathan Woods are going to be leading that. All are welcome from the faith community. If you lead a church, if you serve in a church, if you're a part of a parachurch organization, whatever it may be, we'd love for you to come on out. And Steph, I think it's going to be a great day. I think so, too. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. We are, too. Guys, any final thoughts as we kind of wrap up this interview? Any message maybe that you have? This is uh, this is not a Christian radio station. This is secular radio. So you've got a you know a broad audience <laughs> right now. Um, what would you say you would want the people listening to Direct Line on fourteen ninety AM just to know about Carl and the heartbeat of Carl mm-hmm. and really your focus as you try to serve? I mean, you're both veterans of this. You've been doing it a long time. Mm-hmm. What's something you'd like to communicate as we wrap up? We are here to work and walk alongside people. I think um, 
Everything, literally our jobs, the, the roles that Greg and I have are created because we're trying to look at things differently. Yeah. We're trying to be uh, in the community yeah. and get healthcare outside the walls, like what Greg had mentioned. And so my role exists to listen, to learn, to change, mm -hmm. to innovate. Yeah. And and I would say that just because something maybe didn't work out in the past or because it hasn't been done or developed so far, I would love, I would love to collaborate and mm -hmm. listen and innovate because our job exists to do things differently than what we have done before. Mm -hmm. uh, and that goes with Carl Health, but that also goes just with healthcare in general. Yeah. And we have been given uh, a large scope to take on and, and that opportunity to bridge and just think of things differently and, and look at things differently. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's great. Greg, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think to add what jo Jonathan just said, I think that it's important that we recognize that we want health to be equitable for everyone in the community. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. We want everyone to have access to health. But more importantly, we want that health to be outside the hospital walls. Mm -hmm. We want them to focus on health promotion, on yeah. prevention, and on early recognition mm -hmm. and detection. And the way that we do that is bringing health education, bringing awareness out into the community, and then also encouraging individuals to get connected with a primary care physician yeah. so they can do those annual physicals and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. We've seen as a nation, as a society over the past year with the impact of COVID, many people did not seek those annual appointments or mm -hmm. routine mm -hmm. checkpoints. Mm -hmm. And so now's the time for individuals to do that so that they can be, be the healthiest that they can live. Hey, last question. Um, how can the people that listen to the show that are people of prayer pray for you guys, pray for what you're doing, pray for Carl? What would be some prayer points or thoughts you might have? Well, personally, I would say that I, I'm getting ready to sell my house and move into a house. So I would just <laughs> All right. pray for peace. And, it's probably and a great to time smooth. to sell, but a more challenging time to buy. It is, but we, we, we were yeah. blessed with, with some excellent opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think for this, uh, I would just pray that those barriers that you mentioned, mm -hmm. those obstacles mm -hmm. or just mm -hmm. anything gets removed so that we can serve people, um, that the work that we're doing reaches the... Uh, most people that we possibly can. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that it's a new day and it's a new opportunity mm -hmm. and, and I just want those paths cleared. Yeah. Mm. Greg, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that I'll start off with personal, um, obviously health and safety mm. and strength for myself, for Jonathan, for our families, for our teams um, within healthcare providers and healthcare system, emergency responders, those mm -hmm. that are serving others, yeah. um, you know, faith leaders, communities of faith. Um, you know, I think that uh, the past year has been uh, difficult for all of us um, as a society. So I would say let's uh, pray um, for unity yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And for recognizing that there's opportunities for all of us to come together and be good stewards and good partners uh, in identifying, as Jonathan's mentioned, those gaps and needs within the community, yeah. that we will take blinders off yeah. and that we will have difficult discussions mm -hmm. and that we'll be open to new and innovative ideas. Mm -hmm. That's Very great. Good. That's great. Greg Scott, Jonathan Woods from Carl. Thanks for joining us. Again, the event is Wednesday, June 23rd, 10 a.m., Second Church. 
everyone from the faith community is welcome. We hope to see you then. Guys, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank All you. right. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Our world needs humble, confident, bold, and integrity-infused leaders. Live online and in person at more than 500 host venues across the United States, it's the premier leadership event of 2021, the Global Leadership Summit, Thursday and Friday, August 5 and 6. World-class faculty includes Craig Rochelle, Malcolm Gladwell, Dr. Francesca Gino, Dr. Henry Cloud, and more. Join your local community live online or in person at Second Church of Christ in Danville by going to globalleadership.org slash summit. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217 217- Two six zero five six four seven. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. This is Deanna Witzel from Rivermaine County McDonald's. Our family and staff enjoy being a part of your family's lives. From a stop at McDonald's on your way to work or planning a lunch with friends or coworkers, we understand that you need quick and friendly service with hot and fresh food. I'm Don Witzel, and we strive to fill that need every day. Whether you're on your way home from school or work, your Vermillion County McDonald's is waiting to serve you an afternoon snack or a family dinner. This is Rob Witzel along with my sister Katie. We invite you to stop at your favorite Vermillion County McDonald's today. At McDonald's, we're a part of every community. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg. And what a great segment from uh, the guys from Carl that we just had, Jonathan and Gregory. I'm excited about the event next Wednesday, yes, the 23rd. And the goal is really to bring in faith leaders of all kinds, right? Uh, anybody in the medical field, talking about how we can bridge the gaps within our own community, um, you know, in, in the area of health and, I guess, spirituality and kind of bring them together. And I didn't say anything, but one of my first Sundays on staff here, we actually had just a sweet man uh, by the name of Don Collapse, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he was not breathing, his heart was not beating, and one of our medical personnel, I mean, they were on him in 45 seconds, they had the, what's that? Defibrillator. Defibrillator, Mm -hmm. and they brought him back. Yes. And they've they've already said if that would have happened at your home, you'd be planning a funeral, and you know, you don't ever want to think that that's going to happen, but... 
thank goodness that there was a plan in place. And I think that's one of the things these guys are going to help us with as faith leaders is how can we be most prepared? What can we do to... Well, if you you think about it, churches are a place where uh, there are many elderly who may have an underlying condition or something. And um, I mean, you would hope that your church is full of of people that maybe are dealing with addictions. And we've had that happen here at Celebrate Recovery as well, where you have an incident. And people need to be prepared. Yep, absolutely. Good stuff. I want to talk a little bit about your shirt. Now, you like it? I like it. Listeners obviously can't see. It's a it's a nice blue shirt with yes. a little red, uh, you know, logo. logo on there called the Cubs. What's yeah. going on with the well, Cubs you know, and the Cards? I've tried to not be very snarky with my sports. You know, my Illini were really good <laughs> in basketball this year, and you know, looked like they were going to have a deep postseason run. And then I wore my Illini shirt to preach that's in, right. and, and they got upset that right. day. And I remember you seeing me. Uh, and you said, are you going to be able to be at church tonight? Which, of course, you know, that was our first hymnology, which, by the way, hymnology, just a couple weeks away, right? We can have away. But um, my Cubs had a great weekend playing the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, they won all three games in Chicago. It was at Wrigley Field, and the two teams have played six games this year, and the Cubs have won five of the six. I'm probably jinxing them in the future. You need to stop that. I know, but um, yeah, I I don't get to brag a whole lot on my Cubs, uh, so pretty exciting. I don't watch it, so. You're not a big fan. Hey, I only like it if I go there and you can have yeah. the hot dogs and yeah. the whole experience yeah. there. And I love but. a good hot dog. I had a good hot dog Saturday night. Me too, after serve together. Yes, Rick Lighting, Lighting Meats, Absolutely. good stuff. Hey, I got a lot of things I want to talk to All you right. about the remaining time that okay. we have. A lawsuit has been filed by several students that are enrolled in Christian colleges, and they are seeking to force these Christian colleges to undo their policy related to sexuality. Mm -hmm. And for instance, I'll just use my alma mater, Lincoln Christian College. When I was there, there was a covenant that we signed Mm -hmm. that basically said, you know, we believe the Bible is our authority Mm -hmm. and we will not be sexually active. And one of the huge kind of pressure points right now for a lot of schools is LGBTQ rights and dormitories and bathrooms and all of that. And there is a religious exemption to uh, Title IX discrimination. And so this lawsuit's kind of like, what's going to happen? And the Biden administration has stepped up and said they will defend the Christian college's exemption to Title IX discrimination laws. Well, here's my question for you is, do you believe it? That's my question. (laughs) And that's really what this article I'm posting right now from Christian Post says. Um, Attorney General Merrick Garland says, look, we believe in the right of these colleges to be exempt from the Title IX discrimination law, and we will vigorously defend it. Uh, There's an organization I think a lot of, the Alliance Defending Freedom, that's saying not so fast. The CCCU, which is the Christian College Coalition, which my alma mater and many schools, uh, you know, look to for leadership in this, they've not said anything, really. They're just kind of sitting back waiting to see. But um, I found it very interesting that this administration said we want to defend it. And let me say, if that's true, and if they do, I will champion them because Mm -hmm. that's exactly what needs to happen. Absolutely. And so I've been pretty harsh at times. You know, I've had some listeners let me know that maybe I've been a little too harsh. You know, I've Mm -hmm. I've uh, given away maybe my own personal leanings a little too much on this. Mm -hmm. And if this is correct, I will champion what they're Mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you, on uh, June 17, Uh, I'm not convinced convinced. that that's going to play out. So what do you think? Uh, No, I don't think it will play out. You're not convinced? I'm not convinced. 
I think we live in interesting times, and uh, we'll just see. We'll see where it rolls. Mm-hmm. But my alma mater, your alma mm-hmm. mater, you went to a Christian college as well. This is, in, in some ways, I think, going to be make or break, because I think there are some schools that are going to say, if we have to let boys live in the girls' dorm, mm-hmm. if we cannot enforce a Christian conduct covenant, whatever term you right. want to use, right. uh I don't I don't know that they will continue on as is. And I think one thing they could do is they could say, well, we're going to do what we're going to do. And that means all federal funding's gone. No more Pell Grants, right. no more student loans, federal subsidized student loans. The other option is some schools may say we, we just, you know, our time has come, our time has passed and we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think this is something we need to watch. I think we need to pay attention of just to kind of see where it's going to go. Second, China. Uh, two things on China. Have you been paying attention to bit. what's happening with the number of children couples are allowed to have? Now, when I hear people lift up China and bash America, th- this is one of the things that just makes me want to pull what little hair I have left out. It just <laughs> drives me bananas because until uh, recently, you could only have one child in China. And you were forced to have an abortion. And if you, if you became you, pregnant, yes, yeah. there was a forced abortion and sometimes how forced sterilization. Do oh, I mean, Stephanie. how does that even, how do you even do that? I mean, to, to call that inhumane is the understatement of the year. It's just crazy. Yeah. Well, a couple of years ago, they changed that to two, two children, children, and now they're changing it to three children. And my question for you is, why do you think they're doing it? What do you think that's about? Why would the Chinese government, the communist regime, why would they be changing that now? What well, do you I guess think? they probably want more to be in control of the entire world is what I think. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like it's necessarily working, according to this article. It's not working. I mean, they're and not buying into it, right? Their population uh, is not growing. Right. And they realize, uh, you know, as a dominant country, they're on the clock mm-hmm. if there's not more children that right. are born. And again, we talk about profits. I think there are some people that are modern day prophets. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them that I listen to on a regular basis is a guy named John Stone Street okay. from the Colson Center. What does he say about it? Um, he thinks that the day's coming that not only do they say you're allowed to have three children, they will force procreation. They will force couples to procreate to the point. Now, I know, and the look, by the way, that Stephanie's <laughs> giving me right now is, help me understand I'm like, how okay, that plays it's hard out. enough to force an abortion, well, but I how know. do you force well, conception? Well, uh, again, uh, we want to be very family-friendly with how this plays out, but um, it it just is a reminder for me, uh, is America perfect? Absolutely not. Does America have problems? Absolutely. Would I change some things if I was president or if, you know, I was, you know, king for a day? Uh, Absolutely. I can't imagine raising my family in China. Yeah, but it also says to me, when you have a nation that takes a worldview and says, we are going to go this direction, right. and then you go that direction, right. very difficult to reverse it, right. which I think is what we see in our own culture. That's right. Some some choices that people are making saying, we want to go this direction because it seems so good, it seems so right. Well, once you get down that path and yep. you realize this wasn't really a good right. thing, it's very difficult to, to undo return it all. And, yeah. Yeah, and go back. Yeah. So one other thing on China, I'm going to do this quickly, but former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo was on one of the Sunday news shows yesterday, and he is a strong man of faith, by the way. Yeah. But I really, I'm, I'm a fan of Pompeo, but he was point blank asked by Chris Wallace, do you believe coronavirus began in a lab? And he said, I do. He uh-huh. said it's a lab leak. Now, he did not say that it was an intentional move by the Chinese government, but um, he's the first person of pretty high government 
position that's come right out and said absolutely yes. So we'll see where this goes. Well, wasn't you know, there someone else that was in a pretty high position about well, a year ago sure. who was saying P- that? President Trump, sure, referenced <laughs> that. But yeah, I'm, I'm taking him out of the mix. Gotcha. But I'm just saying it's Pompeo's now, yeah. a guy that um, I, I think really highly of. Um, Pompeo's a guy that started what, what was called the Religious Freedom Ministerial. He and former Vice President Mike Pence did incredibly I just believe excellent work in bringing to light the issue, the problem of religious freedom internationally. Uh, Pompeo is someone that when he says something, I listen to, you know, I take notice of. And so I just found it interesting that a lot of times you get asked questions like that. And these guys, you know, they're dodging they dodge and yeah. they're not real. And uh, he didn't really <laughs> hold back. So but I thought that think, was interesting. Do you think the people like in the grassroots think that that, you know, way I, down, I think, <laughs> I think I a know. lot of people might think that. It may be. It I could be. Know. It could be. Hey, hey one more thing. We'll right. go to break. Uh, there was a elementary PE teacher in Virginia Mm -hmm. that was suspended. Did you follow this? Loudoun Uh County Public Schools Uh because he refused to use pronouns that were not lined up with biology. Mm -hmm. So here's, I'm just going to read a a, a statement from this article. Um, Teacher Cross sparked an uproar last month when he told the Loudoun County Public School Board that he wouldn't affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa, because it's against my religion. He said, it's lying to a child. He's an elementary school teacher. He said, that's abuse to a child, and it's sinning against our God. And they mm-hmm. suspended him, mm-hmm. and he went to court, and he won. won. And they said he must be reinstated. So again, the Alliance Defending Freedom is expected to jump in, but um, good news, I would say, oh, I would for say people so of faith that are saying, I will not lie. I will not say something that's not true. So I thought that was good. I think it's very good. Hey, let's go to break. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you Vermillion County for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call, Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. 
Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Our world needs humble, confident, bold, and integrity-infused leaders. Live online and in person at more than 500 host venues across the United States, it's the premier leadership event of 2021, the Global Leadership Summit, Thursday and Friday, August 5 and 6. World-class faculty includes Craig Rochelle, Malcolm Gladwell, Dr. Francesca Gino, Dr. Henry Cloud, and more. Join your local community live online or in person at Second Church of Christ in Danville by going to globalleadership.org slash summit. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June 17th. Steph, the week has flown by once again on I Direct know. Line. I know. And we couldn't do it without our awesome sponsors. Who are we saying thank you to? We are thankful for Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, the team at Hans Tank Wash, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, and the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home. Okay, and so this week in Nashville, the Southern Baptist Convention is gathering. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a pretty big deal. It's an intense deal. (laughs) Uh, One of the guys I listen to regularly is a Southern Baptist. His name is Ed Stetzer. He teaches at Wheaton. He has a radio show every Saturday with Moody Radio. And he wrote an article that Mm -hmm. I'm linking right now, and it's entitled Southern Baptist are at a fork in the road. Mm -hmm. And he says the SBC will be making choices about how we respond to abuse, race, and more at this watershed convention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he is basically saying, if we don't get this right, there's going to be a schism that is going to have just long, long lasting effect. A mass exodus, and right? And when we use that term schism, I mean, that's not a good word. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't mm-hmm. want your church or your denomination to go through a schism necessarily. But um, there's abusive allegations that many are saying we need to follow. Mm-hmm. Many of the African American um, leaders are saying we're not doing enough to address issues of long standing systemic racism. Then there's the question of critical race theory, and, you know, others are pushing back against. That and then they've got to decide who's going to be the next president. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you had the chance to read that I did or not. Read through. It sounds um, like a big mess. It's pretty intense. Yeah. And you know, Stetzer, he does endorse someone, and right. I, I'm not sharing this because I, I don't even know who this person I had is. Never heard of his yeah. name. Yeah. Um, and I would say Al Moeller is a guy that just personally I've thought a lot of for the impact that he's had at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville. But again, I just find it interesting that so many denominations are kind of at a crossroads in a lot of ways. And it's just a reminder that rarely does the kingdom win when schism happens. That's going to be my take on that. Are there any Southern Baptist churches in our area? No, I don't, I don't know. even know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Hmm. So that might be something you could let us know mm-hmm. if you're aware of it. Shout mm-hmm. out to Steph or Greg, Stephanie at secondchurch.com, Greg at Steph at second I said Stephaniechurch.com. Greg at <laughs> secondchurch.com. But um yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. Hmm. But um hopefully Well, we should be in prayer, I guess, for them. I mean, you don't yeah. want to see any yeah. like you said, denomination split or you, know, you read the words oh. of Jesus mm-hmm. in John 17 and his heartbeat is unity. You know, I want unity for my people, but it's also grounded in truth. And um, man, it's just a tough time. It really is. So I did something last night, the last week on radio. I don't know if anybody liked it other than me, but I love the history moment. <laughs> so I've got three more for You're you a big as we buff. wrap up today. All right, bring it on. This week in 1777 on June 14, the Second Continental Congress passed the following resolution. 
resolved that the flag of the 13 United States be 13 stripes alternating red and white, that the Union be 13 stars white in a blue field representing a new hmm. constellation. Happy Flag Day, right. June 14. Very did you good. know it went back to 1777? I did not. 244 that years ago. so long Yeah, ago. And yeah. you know... Um, I still get misty sometimes uh, when I see yeah. the American flag. Mm-hmm. You know, on Memorial Day, mm-hmm. I was driving down Vermilion here mm-hmm. in Danville, and there was just flag after flag after flag after flag after flag. And um, proud to be an American. Me too. Okay. So 210 years ago this week, also on June 14, but the year was 1811, Harriet Beecher Stowe was born in Litchfield, Connecticut, the daughter of a Congregationalist minister, Lyman Beecher. Do you know what she was famous for, Harriet Beecher Stowe? She wrote Uncle Uncle Tom's Tom's Cabin. Cabin. Yeah. And many people say that, maybe more than anything, pushed people to say slavery must come to an end. Mm. In fact, it's reported that when President Abraham Lincoln finally met her in 1863, (laughs) his comment to her was, so you are the little woman who wrote this book that made this great war. But you know, you think about it, that's the power of one person. Right. The the impact of one person. And I just, to me, I'm just reminded that there's no such thing as a nothing idea. You know, there are ideas mm-hmm. that don't ever get off the ground, but second churches here, because mm-hmm. there are people in 1979 that said, we're going to move from where we were, you know, to this plot of land where there's not a lot that's happening. And if they would not have went down that road, we probably wouldn't be sitting in the And there probably today. were some people in that congregation who said, well, I don't think we should oh, do that. Oh, I know I'm there, sure were. there were. So. I know there were. Well, but... I, I just think if Abraham Lincoln were here today and he called me a little woman, <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about that. like that, that I don't know if I'd like it. So but... you want me to call you a little I'd woman? Pr- probably well, it's not. better than a big woman, I guess. But <laughs> it just yeah. shows you that it probably was appropriate yeah. in Different that times. time, but Different not times, so much yeah. today. So 55 years ago, on June 13, 1966, the Supreme Court ruled in a case, Mm -hmm. and I bet you've heard of the after effect of this case. The case was Miranda Mm -hmm. versus Arizona, and the Supreme Court ruled that police, when arresting someone, must let the arrested know that they have rights. And here's what they are told. Now, have you ever heard I've them? I've never like... heard this other than on a television <laughs> show or a movie. Me neither. But um, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to talk to a lawyer for advice before we ask you any questions. You have the right to have a lawyer with you during questioning. If you cannot afford a lawyer, one will be appointed for you for any questions that you wish. And if you decide to stop answering questions without a lawyer present, you have the right to stop at any time. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought that was fascinating. Progress. 55 years ago. That's right. So I always wondered, why are they called Miranda rights? Now you know. Now I know. Ernesto versus Arizona. And by the way, his court case was thrown out. His conviction was undone. Um, After this, he went back to court and was convicted of the charges. So Hmm. justice was ultimately done. Good to know. Hey, good news. Real quick. Mm -hmm. Serve together. Mm -hmm. What a great day. Terry and Molly Goodwin and their team just planned such a great event throughout the entire county. And there's a video kind of chronicling Mm -hmm. it, and we're going to link that when we have that. Very good. On behalf of my friend Stephanie Spangler, this is Greg Taylor. Thanks so much for joining us for Direct Line. We'll see you next week.